Okay, time for our weekly wellness update. Here is our wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis, joins us now on Global News Radio. Laura, good afternoon. Hi, Seth. Good afternoon. Okay, let's start with the time change. Clocks go back this weekend. Laura, there's always a lot of talk, a lot of debate. Why do we need to do this? Uh, how does the time change? How does it affect our health? Well, I want to ask you a question before I answer that. How do you feel about it? Uh, yeah, I'm not in favor. I'd like to see us just get to one time if we could, just because it's uh, it's not as much a hassle anymore. A lot of things change automatically now, including for Bell subscribers, their phones a week early. <laughs> but uh, beyond that, I do feel a little sluggish after the uh, time change. How about you? Yeah, it's the same. I feel like this desynchronization, which is called like a desynchronization of my body clock. So I always find like I dread um, spring forward, fall back. And even that one hour, I find it really throws me off. Okay. So is that uh, one of the ways that this time change affects, is, affects sorry, our health is this time synchronization? That's right. Definitely. I think um, with daylight saving time, how it impacts us is overall this physical health problem with this biannual time change. What we see, which is surprising, there's a lot of studies that say that there's strokes, heart attacks, and accidents, even our changes in mood because of daylight saving. So uh, because of our circadian rhythm, so that's really our internal body clock that throws everything off when we just fall back an hour or spring forward an hour, believe it or not. So how long does it take for our circadian rhythm to kind of reset? I think, well, everyone is everyone responds differently. I know for me, it takes me at least a week. And what I really like to tell people is gradually prepare yourself for the time change. So if you're someone that's not a morning person or falls asleep, has a lot of difficulty falling asleep, um, I find the sleep change can really throw you off. Even your exposure to sunlight, so the exposure to sunlight and darkness, if you're already not getting a lot of natural sunlight, that can throw things off for you too. So it really depends on your own internal body clock. But that's a great question. Okay, so I should start, like, maybe even tonight, just setting my watch back 10 minutes, so by Sunday, yeah. I've completed the entire time change? So the experts say try to prepare yourself at least a week before the time change. So gradually try to prepare your body, and especially for families that they have little kids, trying to slowly adjust your sleep schedule. Even some people say a month in advance can really lessen the time change, but for me, at least I try to have a week, um, really trying to get that extra exposure to the sunlight, uh, eating a little bit lighter throughout the day can help with your circadian rhythm to make sure that it's balanced and also minimizing your screen time and avoiding those bright lights before bed also really helps. But I know a lot of people have this problem. It's hard to minimize your screen time before bed. And honestly, prepare a month, even a week a ahead month. of time. I'm already out of time to prepare for the time change. <laughs> I know, right? I, I, a month is hard for me too, but apparently the experts say, the sleep experts say at least a month. Okay, and talk to us a little bit too, and I know you and I talk about this from time to time, particularly during the summer months, just how important sunshine and daylight is, and it seems as if it's in short supply uh, once the clocks go back. That's right. So daylight savings can really disrupt our health, and I mean, we need all that sun exposure, the natural vitamin D, and around this time of year is when our, we get experiencing low mood and depression because we have less exposure to the sun. So that less exposure reduces the amount of vitamin D our bodies produce. So low levels of these vitamin D are linked to low mood and depression, fatigue, muscle pain, weakness of the bones, and of course, seasonal affective disorder, which is starting now. 
All right. So for all of those reasons you just mentioned, and because it's such a pain, it is time to get rid of the time change. <laughs> That's right. I, I think so. I mean, there's a lot of countries, but there's only 70 countries left that still have the time change, believe it or not. Yeah, I know. We were talking to a uh, MPP last week out of Ottawa about this, who has a private member's bill in front of the legislature that uh, wants to abolish the time change here in Ontario. But he was indicating to us we got to wait really for New York City when it comes to the eastern seaboard that uh, once New York, and apparently it's in front of their legislature, the state legislature, if they uh, approve it, he figures uh, a lot of us along the uh, eastern seaboard will uh, fall in line. Interesting. I'm in favor for it. Let's get rid of it. (laughs) Okay, uh, let's back up in time a little bit here because we want to talk about uh, Halloween, of course, which was this past uh, weekend. And now that we're, you know, four or five days out, uh, let's talk a bit about sugar, if we can. And uh, what all of those treats, all of those candies, those treats, what does sugar actually do to our uh, bodies, Laura? Yeah, that's a really great question. So with so much sugar... um, dopamine it's really hard for our bodies it kind of sets us into this tailspin so our brain reacts by reducing the number of dopamine receptors we have which means the next time you eat sugar you're going to need to eat more of it and more of it to to feel almost this pleasure response so that's what dopamine gives us so over time what happens is we become sugar addicts and we see this a lot after the holidays especially after um, halloween where people are on these sugar binges because when we have more sugar this dopamine effect makes us feel good all right so if we do get addicted to sugar because of this uh, dopamine uh, rush uh, how do we uh, handle that what can we do if we do have a, a sugar addiction is there a way to kind of break free Yep, I always like to tell people do it um, slowly, like dial back on the processed foods and the drinks. So that can also lower your sugar intake. So looking at the condiments, if you're uh, drinking soda, let's say, or even um, a lot of drinks have some added sugar. So pay attention to the labels to see how much sugar is in there. If you do use sugar, uh, try to use less processed forms um, or try to use them sparingly. So green um, stevia is really good for a sweetener. And then I always like to encourage people to have a high quality protein, fiber, and fermented food. So going back to the basics, going back to uh, your healthy, balanced diet. And same thing even in the mornings, I like to encourage people have a smoothie. So blend it with some veggies, add some of your fruits. Instead of binge eating later on in the day and when you're constantly craving the sugar, you can get natural sugar from fruit. So add that into your smoothie in the morning. Okay, and if you're looking to drop a few pounds and just proof that I do pay attention and was paying attention last week, I remember we uh, talked about this because this is a bit of an eye-opener for me and I think for a lot of others. Instead of looking at carbs and carbohydrates, start looking at uh, sugars and maybe that's uh, one way that you can uh, drop a few pounds. That's right, the sugar content. So consuming a lot of sugar is what actually makes us gain weight and uh, we put on fat faster. So sugar really impacts us all around it, our weight, our brain function. It really hits um, our liver when we can get non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So really pay attention to the sugar content um, in your processed foods and packaged goods. Yeah, just wondering, Laura, is it automatic for all of us that we get kind of that hit of dopamine from sugar? Because there's always this debate, right? Uh, Do you like sweet or do you like savory? I feel as if I get more of a dopamine hit. You know me, I love my potato chips. I get more of a dopamine uh, hit uh, from uh, salty or savory. Do you? I think everyone responds differently. I love the salty flavor, too, as opposed to the sugar. But again... Everyone responds differently, Jeff, but again, the the salt is going to affect your body quite differently than the sugar. Yeah, honestly, I can take one bite of, I don't know, a a Twix bar and put it down, but if I open that bag of chips, forget it. It's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Laura, good stuff as always. Uh, Thanks so much for this. Thank you. 
There goes our wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis. You can find her on Instagram at Go With Your Gut. And we're back after this break here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.